Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the album Astro Creep 2000 by White Zombie and why I think it still kicks ass. All right, so if you hear me tapping on some keys there, it's because I'm actually, you know, tapping on keys. But anyway, uh, White Zombie toured relentlessly following the release of Astro Creep 2000 for about 15 months, starting in 1995. And the band's tour schedule soon caught up with them, and the band just sort of fizzled out. And according to Rob Zombie's interviews, when the topic comes up regarding their breakup, he says it had run its course. That means White Zombie had run its course. And he added, success is a big thing that you can never plan for because it affects everyone differently. So, obviously... The band has never gone back together all these years later. It does not it does not appear that any members have experienced much financial difficulty, though they probably had some creative differences. And uh, that can take its toll. It's not always about money or or whatever. You know, sometimes there can be personal issues involved. Um, but then again, White Zombie has at times made the uh, Split sound less amicable. You know, it's it's it sounds like something might have happened. So um, Rob Zombie said in a 2011 interview that he had not spoken to any members of the band except John Tempesta in about 15 years, and Tempesta would be a drummer in you know his solo project, which was also obviously successful. And we still know who Rob Zombie is. It's not like he's gone into complete obscurity or something. Rob Zombie also had a tumultuous touring relationship with Marilyn Manson. And due to the allegations against that guy, it seems unlikely that they will be touring together or otherwise collaborating on anything in the near future. So, you know, if you're one of those people who's like, oh, the allegations against... Marilyn Manson or fake or whatever, you know, if, if you believe that, then, you know, you still have to be aware that he's probably going to have a rough time collaborating with anybody because when that kind of thing happens, when you have so many different allegations against you, people are going to drop you like a hot rock. That's just the way it is, man. And Rob Zombie would definitely be wise to uh, not engage with Marilyn Manson in the future because some of the allegations against that guy are, you know, a little bit uh, crazy. Um, but I'm I'm not going to say any more on that particular topic, although I will mention, you know, Marilyn Manson again here because at the time that White Zombie was famous, you know, Marilyn Manson was around, and they were kind of in that whole new metal thing, although of course. New metal is one of those things that's not so easy to define. But those two bands were lumped in together. And uh, even though, you know, they abandoned their roles as bad bandmates in White Zombie, we forever have this amazing album as a result. Uh, Astro Creep 2000, it, it's just an awesome album. And it's definitely their best album, in my opinion. And I would assume a lot of fans will agree on that. You know, obviously there's there's some people who even prefer the uh, the noise rock phase of White Zombie. 
And you can find those kind of comments on YouTube and other places, of course. But I think that a significant amount of people would agree. Sorry, I kind of lost my voice there. I think a significant amount of people would agree that Astro Creep 2000 is really them at their zenith. Some people say Rob Zombie was the essence of White Zombie anyway, which is something I'm not really so confident saying. Similarly, one might say, you know, Marilyn Manson and the Spooky Kids were probably different from just Marilyn Manson. And it seems like anytime you separate the main artist from the rest of the group, it tends to sort of downplay whatever elements the other members brought to the table. And, you know, I think it can be a bit unfair and sometimes just plain incorrect. In my opinion, the other musicians in White Zombie were a huge part of Astro Creep's success. And even though Rob Zombie would go on eventually releasing both albums and movies, the album definitely sounds different from his solo work. And, you know, I'll tell you that as somebody at the time who experienced the transition from this album and, you know, Dracula and those other songs from Hellbilly Deluxe, well, it wasn't just bias on my part. Um, I, I just thought there was quite a substantial difference in the way they sounded or Rob Zombie's solo work sounded compared to this album. To the extent that, if I'm honest, I never bought any of Rob Zombie's solo albums. You know, I've heard songs that's not like I hate his solo stuff. But, you know, it's, it's just not the same. I never bought any of that. And I must admit, sometimes I wonder what a fifth studio album from White Zombie might have sounded like. Based on what I have just said, I think it would have sounded different from a solo work. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, and I'd love it if someone could point me to this particular interview. But I swear that I once read an interview where uh, they did specifically get into some of the differences in musical direction. And I, I seem to recall them saying that Rob Zombie was maybe going into too much of an industrial slash techno uh, direction for the rest of the band's liking. So that would that would get into the whole mus musical differences thing, which actually can be a factor. You know, it's not always money. It's not always, you know, uh, <laughs> drugs or sleeping around or, or whatever. Sometimes it is the creative side that gets in the way. In any case, I maintain that the issue was probably musical, at least partly. And I suppose it wouldn't help that the bassist had been Rob Zombie's girlfriend at a you know for a time as well which can complicate things so i i would i would also say that so-called new metal was itself going through an identity crisis at the point that they broke up and the genre seems to have really been replaced with a lot of pop oriented butt rock as some like to call it you know the more genuinely rebellious rebellious stuff like rage against the machine was replaced with frat boy fair like limp biscuit and to some degree even corn i would say was kind of heading in that direction although they're, they're not really butt rock or that frat boyish and and i would even say that corn is much better than limp biscuit in in terms of you know their 
the fact that I can actually enjoy some individual corn songs. And that's a bit of a confession here, I suppose. But, you know, I'm not a corn basher. Uh, stylistically, getting back to, you know, White Zombie and Rob Zombie, I would say that Rob Zombie did have a bit more of a mainstream, commercially viable aspect uh, with his solo stuff. Whereas for some reason, it seems like White Zombie would have only been able to thrive by retaining more of an edgy dynamic. And I, you know, it's not like I'm saying that Rob Zombie completely lost his edge, but, you know, uh, musically, Dragula, it's just got a different tone and a different flavor. And uh, I, I think that most of his edgy stuff was saved for the movies that he put out. Although, the, if I'm being honest, like brutally honest, I think that some of his movies are a little bit too damn similar. And, you know, boy, I sound like a Rob Zombie basher with that one, but there you have it. That's my honest opinion. And uh, I think White Zombie theoretically couldn't have created something new that it hadn't done before. Um if if it didn't have rob zombie's input so i'm not i'm not trying to downplay uh you know his significant creative aspects you know i do think that he did play a major role in like the lyrics and stuff but if you look at the album credits like the musical stuff that was more the band do doing that so to give rob zombie all of the credit uh, I, you know, it's just, it's a little bit overhype. Um, this was a band that had already reinvented itself several times. And that was largely due to the changing lineups. And of course, so-called new metal was actually partly defined by being genre flexible. If we're going back to the controversial Marilyn Manson dude, consider that Mechanical Animals was a bit of a creative departure from his previous albums too, though people made fun of him for trying too hard to ape David Bowie on that album. You know, it's a, it's a bit like punk rock, you know, as these genres happen, these different styles emerge and you get splintering off and sub genres. And, you know, some people can accept um, different, uh, new creative aspects and others will be rejected commercially. So going back to Astro Creep 2000 itself, it still sounds as fresh as ever when I listen to it today. I really think White Zombie might have also felt that, you know, this might be the best we will ever do. So let's just end it at a high point as amicably as possible. And it might be the case that that was that, you know, they, they finally decided, well, we've reached that point where we just aren't going to do as, as good in the future. So how impactful was this album anyway? Well, for an example, Kerrang!, which is a UK rock and metal publication, listed it among the 100 albums you must hear before you die back in 1998. So, you know, that's, that's significant. It's not like the thousand albums you must hear before you die. They're not, they narrowed it down to 100. And the album singles, More Human Than Human, Electric Head Part 2, The Ecstasy, 
and Supercharger Heaven are also great songs. And, you know, there are definitely a lot of really cool songs on the album. And holy crap, I'm starting to lose my my voice. But, you know, one of my favorites is El Fantasmo and the Chicken Run Blastorama. That one's, it's got a great title. Really, all of these titles are good. You know, Grease Paint and Monkey Brains is good. I Zombie is a nice one. Then, of course, you've got uh, hmm, Blur the Technicolor and Blood Milk and Sky. He's really got some good song titles, you know, in addition to some rockin' tracks. And boy, I just said he as if confessing that Rob Zombie is like the main creative force here. But that's not really what I mean when I say he. You know, I'm just saying that he did come up with the song titles. And, you know, they're all great songs. Every single track on the album is good, and there really is not much filler material. And even those odd little moments are so artfully done that they add to the overall feel of the album. It's it's almost like some sort of uh, thrill ride, in a way. And maybe amusement park ride or carnival. You know, he kind of has those vibes going on or a freak show and fun house kind of things. And it actually comes across almost like a concept album, which is low key often what helps an album be successful and which is something increasingly lost in an era of singles that are taking precedence over albums. You know, it's harder to have a concept you know, a, a broad sweeping concept with within just one song and compared to an album. You know, if you've got an album, you can kind of dig a little bit deeper into like an overarching theme. I do have to say I prefer any song off of this album over the song Dragula. And I actually don't even hate Dragula. Uh, oddly enough, I dare say that some of the tracks have detectable bits of social commentary here and there. So I would say like more human than human is a bit comparable to Marilyn Manson's The Beautiful People. Uh, boy, I mentioned Marilyn Manson a bunch of times here. Uh, anyway, I think even if Astral Creep doesn't get as much credit for its lyrics, I think there is actually something to some of these songs lyrically. The commercial and critical success of Astro Creep 2000 revitalized the band's popularity, but of course the band went kaput uh, shortly afterwards. But it did go platinum, well I think multi-platinum in the US, so their final studio album did go out with a bang rather than a whimper. I also think this album is a little more of a focused metal album than Pantera's The Great Southern Trendkill, even though I like that album, but it's 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 a bit uh it sounds like they were kind of just, you know, uh without with the Great Southern Trendkill, Pantera was just maybe creatively at a crossroads, whereas this one sounds like they knew exactly what they wanted to be at that time. So you can grill me on my little mini critique of Pantera, but it's not like I hate that album. I'm just saying that that sounded more transitional. And, uh, you know, 
with Astral Creep, I think they were a band on a mission, and they knew just what they wanted to do, and they made it all work. Well, it's you know it worked until the band broke up anyway. So um, I basically have said enough on that album. It's just a classic. I can still listen to it right now. And um, yeah, so uh, have a good day.